welcome to Lion is Podcast with me, your host, Jane Lyon. Here to bring you all of my contemplations of queer spirituality and everything that comes in between. So I have a very special episode for you guys today, as I always say. Um, but today I had a guest on that I've been wanting to have on for a really long time. And as always, I just needed to work up the courage to ask someone so special to spend their time being on my show. So today I am so excited to introduce to you Zaza Historia Van Dyke. She is someone I met years ago. We played a show together and I have just been crushing ever since. And also just, you know, we can say crush, you know, but really admiration, like just such an admiration and such a inspiration. Like Zaza doesn't need to do anything, but just exist to be like revolutionary. And I'm really, really honored that she was willing to come onto my show today um, because I really want this show to center more than just my white privileged experience, you know? I think you guys know this. Um, and I also don't want to tokenize all of my queer people of color friends <laughs> and be like, come on my show, educate us, you know? And so if you're listening or if you know someone that story should be on my show, that would love to be on my show, that would love to represent and share, you know, Zaza, she chose to be a public figure. She chose to be seen. And so I want to invite those people that really want to be seen, really want to share their stories, really are willing to educate others to reach out to me, come and be on this show um, so that I can share your story because that makes me feel really, really excited. Okay. Uh, anyways, um, I am getting this episode out to you the same day. You guys, this last week of my life has been just so weird. Um, I am naturally on Adderall all the time. Naturally. That's my natural personality is just wake up, do, 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 go, 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 work, work, work. Just so much energy, so much stimulation. And through this kind of difficult life transition I've been going through, that energy has been carrying me and keeping me distracted and keeping me, you know, on top of things, out of my emotions. And it's funny how this week, I don't know what happened to y'all, but I came to a full stop. I could not do anything. Like I was saving all of my energy just to get through my client calls. And I don't even want to say get through it, but it's like my emotional body is just, just struggling. It was. It was. And then, of course, Friday happened and we got this crazy news and everything feels scarier, you know? Like, things just keep feeling scarier and scarier. And I want to make jokes about, like, guess I'm moving to Europe, but, like, not everyone has that privilege, you know? And this is our home. What are we going to do about it? I don't know. I don't know. That is not what I'm here to talk about. So you know what we did? I planned a big old Weber float with all my friends and tons of new friends. That was the fun part is that I only invited a couple people and then that just rippled out and we made this huge crew and we all went up to the Weber River yesterday and it was so sunny and if you've never done it and you live in Utah or you're visiting Utah, highly, highly, highly recommend. Look up barefoot tubing. I just always do. They've got amazing tubes. They'll take you up and down the river. It's so much fun. 
And it was funny because when I got to meeting all my friends, it was so heated. I almost picked a fight with one of my guy friends. <laughs> Sorry, Perry. I love you. And then I was like, no, you guys, we're here to forget all of this. We're here to forget. We're here to be with the earth. We're here to be with each other. We're here to just enjoy this day. And we just had the best time. We all went and got pizza afterwards. And then we were all so tired. And we we're all like, oh, I can't wait to go to bed and shower and just like lay down. And I just was wide awake all night. I was so stimulated. So wanted to share my little weekend update with you guys. And uh, yeah, it's Sunday. I hope you're enjoying yourself today. I hope you enjoy this episode. Um, last thing I'll tell you is that this week I'm going to be launching my summer sunrise yoga challenge. That is right. I said I was going to do it last Monday. I told you all I was going to do it last Monday. It, the, the, it did not manifest. It didn't manifest, you guys. I could not. I could not. I couldn't even write an email last week. I don't know what was going on with me. But today I woke up. I booked some stays for the trips I'm planning. I edited this. I'm like, okay, maybe I did need a really a day of just totally turning off, floating a river, being completely unplugged to feel like I'm getting my energy back, to feel like I'm going to be okay. And also just as I prepare to like leave this country and never know when I'm going to come back, it's so funny. This happened to me in high school. It's like once you make your plan to leave, all of a sudden you realize what an amazing community you have. Like just being with my friends yesterday and, and I made so many new friends. I feel like I'm making new friends like crazy right now. That it's like making me a little bit tender about like, do I really want to leave? But like I'm going to leave for a while and in 2023, maybe I'll know that this is where I'm meant to land. Maybe I'll finally really know that Salt Lake City is where I'm meant to be. But right now, y'all, it just does not feel like it. And all my friends want to come travel with me anyways, so just come travel with me. I'll just, whatever country you want to meet me in, let's do it. <laughs> anyways, without further ado, I just want to lovingly and warmly welcome you into this episode with Zaza. <sighs> and I hope that you just get to learn something new from this beautiful person. And I hope you have a beautiful day. And I love you. podcast with me your host Jane Lyon oh you guys I'm I'm a little nervous I'm feeling a little shy because I have such a special 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 guest on the show today her name is Zaza Historia Van Dyke am I saying that all correctly yes <laughs> okay <laughs> and um gosh I just have been well first of all i was lucky enough to meet you years ago you may not know this that show that we met when we first played together that was the last show i ever played oh really yeah yeah i i made like a specific kind of end to my professional gigging career and i loved meeting you at that show i want you to know that that night was like 
a really difficult night for me. There was so much going on and I really wanted to be focused on like just giving an amazing last show. And I remember you were there and you had so much presence. And I was like, I just want to be with you. Like, I just want to be around you and hang out backstage with you. I don't want to go out there where all the people are that I have to do. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just remember kind of wishing that I could have spent more time with you. But luckily, I have stayed connected with you. And I have to say, you're like the ultimate fangirl. You always are just making me feel so good about myself. <laughs> Thank you. So the way I always start this show with a guest is like tell the audience everything I think about this person, pretty much all of my projections of you. <laughs> and then I let you introduce yourself the way that like today you are feeling that you want to be seen. So, you know, I've already described you a lot, but you are just like, you know what, Zaza, I don't know if I can even try to put you into words. I think that everything that I have said is 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 like I think the most pure like perception I've had of you without getting into like your fucking aesthetic that <laughs> the listeners can't see but I will definitely post this video somewhere so that they can yeah cool. I did put on a whole face for this yeah so you're yeah. like I got my face on bitch <laughs> yeah so who are you today like right now uh, in this moment, tell us about yourself. Well, like you said, I'm Zaza Historia Van Dyke. I am a mother first off to a beautiful two-year-old. Her name's Ivy Lilith. She's my favorite. She's everything in my life. So uh, <laughs> first and foremost, that's what I am. And then I am a performer, a stand-up bass player, a songwriter a front person and a new and blooming progressive band that's going to be showing its face soon that's yeah, called doom cupcake <laughs> doom cupcake yeah <laughs> keep your eyes out for doom cupcake everybody i love it doom cupcakes can be rad and then i'm a glass artist as well oh yeah beautiful mm -hmm. <laughs> I love it. And, you know, I actually, normally I don't really look at anyone's, like, bios or anything before I interview them, but <laughs> I just loved yours, and I wanted to just, like, learn more about what you meant by it. The first thing you said is, in your, this is your IG bio, it says, freedom ain't frightening. Glass artist, songwriter, bassist, parent, and plant hoe on the weekends. That's my favorite part. <laughs> And then, of course, trans femme. So the first thing I want to ask you about is, can you tell me more about why it says freedom ain't frightening? Like, why is that the first thing I see on your page? Um, because we have this so-called freedom in America, and it's actually a quote from one of my favorite songs by Louis Del Mar called mm -hmm. Wave, and I perform that oh. song quite often. But it's just frightening how quote unquote free we are, how people can run into schools and shoot children by the map. How we're, we could just get our rights taken away at the blink of an eye. Mm -hmm. Frightening. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we have this veiled per se. Yeah. It doesn't really feel free. And then mm -hmm. it doesn't seem like there's anyone to make you do the right thing either. So mm, yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow that's yeah I was like I know there, there's a lot there behind that and you know just like as I was putting on my makeup getting ready for this I 
got the news that Roe v. Wade has just been completely overturned. And, like, I feel like for the last hour I've been, you know, just in my mind, just what's happening, going in circles. So it's just so interesting that this is... I don't usually start my podcasts on a political note at all. <laughs> but it's like, woo, okay, things are getting intense. Um, let's, right. let's, you know, let's talk about it. And, and as terrible as that is with Roe v. Wade getting overturned, that opens up the doors for same-sex marriage getting overturned and mm-hmm. trans rights getting overturned. And when you start taking things away from women, everybody else loses too. Exactly. And it's funny, like my, it was funny to watch my thoughts go in so many directions and be like, Jane, you'll probably never need an abortion. And then Jane, this isn't about the abortion. Like, Jane, this is going to ripple out in so like, this is going to influence so many people who are not women worrying about pregnancies. Like, just like my brain just went into so many directions and how many, how, how, how many things that this is going to deliberately fuck up but um then i was like good thing i get to have a conversation with a big old ray of sunshine today (laughs) and maybe find some hope and so my hope is that maybe by centering stories like yours today we can learn something new and like okay i was having this thought the other day that i would love to share with you um i read the akashic records which is a a kind of like a a spiritual soul reading and when i read i've I've given some readings for people of color and i am seeing this interesting message that i feel like i need to share with white people but let me run it past you word This misinterpretation of, like, there's this thin line between anti-racism and white saviorism. This is so not where I thought our conversation was going to start today, but this is what feels alive right now. I feel like there's a thin line right there. And when I'm in the records of people who are of color, indigenous, I keep seeing this message that's like, we don't need protecting we are so resilient. We have survived your oppression for fucking centuries. We don't need your protection. You know, like, stop trying to protect us. That's not what we need. What we need is for you to get educated and to try to understand. And through that understanding, start to unravel the parts of me, like the parts of my own white supremacy, that I've been like trained since I was born to be indoctrinated into and stop worrying about trying to protect you and save you when you've, you're, you've survived all of this. Mm -hmm. I could learn something about survival from, from you, you know, because I haven't, my people haven't been through that kind of history. And so, and then of course there's that line that's like, but it doesn't, doesn't mean you shouldn't use your care and powers for good every time you see anyone, basically anyone talking to the police, especially the police talking to a person of color or <clears throat> definitely doesn't mean you don't step in if, um, you know, if someone's being treated poorly. We, we, we step in and we protect all people. But I wonder how it feels to just have me share that with you because it's this thought that I keep having that I'm that I'm wanting to share and I guess here I am saying it out loud. Right. Yeah, there's this 
protection thing that's been going on for so long where people like to talk about protecting people of color when you're right like we have endured and are enduring the most of oppression all of the time and like if you want to protect us then protect our rights go and vote go do something Mm -hmm. you don't have to just like project that saviorism that you actually really care when you're not going to go to the polls and vote for somebody that does change things Mm -hmm. or vote for black people or vote for black women or Mm -hmm. whatever you know like so there is that thin line because y'all are the masses like <laughs> <y'all>, <laughs> right <laughs> you have more votes than we do so in a political mm-hmm. sense yeah go use your karen powers in the polls go use your karen mm-hmm. powers where they're needed and where they will change things you know mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and then also amplifying black voices and people of color's mm-hmm. voices and giving mm-hmm. them space like you are here to mm-hmm. speak and be heard mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. the black community and the people of color were not monolithic, you know. So every all of us have different wants and needs, but mm-hmm. we all share the basic human needs of wanting to live happy, prosperous lives without somebody coming and telling us we can't because of what we look like. <laughs> yes. Oh, preach. Oh my gosh. So oh my gosh. Okay. I'm like all fired up, but I'm going to skip past the plant hoe because you guys just go check out her Instagram. (laughs) That's all you need. That's all you need. Yeah, exactly. Um, And I'm really curious about um, this identification of trans femme because you don't see that very often. And I was wondering if you would just expand on that for my audience who maybe don't quite understand what that means. Share with us. Yeah, for sure. Trans femme, it's used a lot by community, but it's also used in the trans community. It's from presenting masculine or being masculine to femme, you know, like every, all things femme. So you've transitioned to femme and it also mm. goes where you could be trans mask and you're transitioning to masculine. Mm. And I'm just deeply in the middle of my transition. So when I get to where I want to be, that might change. But as mm. the, now I'm trans femme. <laughs> Beautiful. So that makes me curious about like, it feels like there's almost an end, an end place where you'd like to arrive at, where you'll, you'll feel like you've fully arrived in this identity. Well, yeah, I mean, um, most trans people have transition goals and where they want to be and where they mm. see them being. Mm. And, my ultimate goal is to start hormone replacement therapy where mm-hmm. I'll be and progesterone and T blockers and stuff like that. Mm. So that's my end goal really. Mm. But some trans people don't medically transition and that doesn't make their trans identity any less valid or any less woman or any less man, you know? Yeah. So it really just depends on the trans person you're talking to and where they want to go and where they see them, what makes them feel. Yeah, I think way too many of us assume that like you've got to go through this whole process to become a different person where I guess in my perspective, it's just a decision that you make and and then you get to always evolve into what that is. So 
it's been an honor to be, be thank you for sharing your journey like thank you for being so public as you are I was telling Zaza before we got on the call like I did some research on you like this is not your first interview you are such a public figure and I want to talk about that but I want to ask you more about just your journey of becoming who you are you know this this I just uh, made an episode about my coming out story and I thought it was pretty like I thought it was a pretty normal story, you know, nothing too special. I was really surprised by the response that I got of people just like, I've never heard a coming out story. Wow, I didn't know that like that's what you went through. And I was like, oh, whoa, we need to share more of these stories. Okay, so, you know, as literal or as much as you want to share, like, what was it like to become this incredible human that I'm looking at today? Well, it's been a journey to say the least <laughs> yeah up always knowing I was queer but I couldn't exactly put my finger on it you know I'd never met a trans person or a trans woman at that at that rate you know without it being like villainized because that's how trans women are mostly portrayed yeah. and then when I moved to Utah because I'm from Vegas so when I moved oh. to I met my first trans woman Sophia Scott from Sheacock and the Rock Princess. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I was like, oh, that's me. Like that, I'm I'm that. <laughs> I'm like women, I get it now. And so I was talking to a really close person of mine, and they kind of like in a nice way, like tried to convince me that that's not who I am. So I just kind of like closeted mm. my for a while. And then when I found out that I was having Ivy, like that her mom was pregnant. I was like, okay, it's time to be me. Like I need Ivy to meet the real Zaza when she comes to this world and not that I've built up to protect myself or built up to be like what masculine's supposed to be that came out in all the most terrible ways. Like that's, and then I started to break down those walls and remove those barriers. And it's been, about three years now of doing that and wow. here I am <laughs> oh my gosh that's so beautiful that ha having that I I didn't know that you know having your baby was such a catalyst to you becoming more authentic version of who you are I'm trying to think of like the timeline back of like when we met and when that might have been going on but um God, that's yeah. so amazing that you were just like, I've got to be, I've got to be real for her. Yeah, she was the catalyst, you know, and I like to say mm -hmm. that she's because I'm more happy, more healthy, mentally, physically than I ever have been. And when I met you, that was a year before Ivy was what conceived. Wow. And so that was like, in the in the mud phases of me being a closet case <laughs> like deeply oh my gosh am who i am after meeting my first trans woman after knowing you know like exactly pinpointing who i am but still not coming out and then about a year later is when ivy was conceived and it was a brutal battle like it was like a couple weeks of me just like fighting my inner demons and fighting with myself like no you need to be real and show ivy 
a happy, healthy parent and not this thing over here <laughs> that you <laughs> go away and you just need to be yourself and love that she needs. And yeah, it's, it's been, and it's kind of weird. Like there's people in our family that like, don't see me as a mother, but I, Ivy calls me mama Zaza. She knows. And like, Oh, you had to, you became a mother for her. Right. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh my gosh. This is, this is so beautiful. I love it so much. So I'm curious, you know, as you, if she was a catalyst for this, first of all, she is just the most beautiful thing in the world. Like way to go. Congratulations. <laughs> and I'm curious, you know, raising her in this world, how are you keeping her open? You know, how are you keeping her from feeling confined or restricted or, you know, like she has to live in these binaries or these boxes, especially in like the society we're in right now? Uh, that's always like a, a funny question for me. Usually I give like a sassy ass answer. Like first I diaper and then I feed her food and then we have nap time and then <laughs> wake up and watch SpongeBob. Like, I don't know. I love it. You know, she's a two year old. So she's really just learning how to walk and to talk. Mm -hmm. And she, mm -hmm. I mean, she's way smarter than she should be. Like she knows all of her colors already. She's like, mm -hmm. but like, I don't know. I'm just trying to let her be free and happy and do whatever the hell she wants to do. And like, if I notice things and like I cater to those things and I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. Keep doing that. Like you want to play with balls and sports? Like, let's do that. You want to help <laughs> your makeup and let's do that. Like whatever yeah. you want to do. So mm -hmm. I don't really try not and let what's going on in the world affect how I parent, you know, because ultimately I'm just trying to raise a happy, healthy, free little human and, yeah, so I change her butt. And we <laughs> You're like, so it's not that complicated. I'm trying to keep her alive right now. <laughs> trying to make sure she doesn't jump Maybe down. when she's a teenager, we can have this conversation again. And, you know, yeah. Do you, So the, you get that question a lot. Yeah, I get that. Like, how do you <laughs> Why do you know to feed her applesauce? <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, that's on my mind a lot, like, when she is old enough sit down and be like okay mom zaza's trans like i'm transgender i was born male and transitioned to female like we, that's gonna be a conversation that's inevitably gonna happen mm -hmm. but i'm not like while she's two sitting here like so yeah. if you want to transition one day you know, like, <laughs> really not to push those kind of gender beliefs on her you know just mm -hmm. let her what she mm -hmm. wants to i don't want to mm -hmm. influence that portion of her life other than me being who you know and seeing that she's free to be whoever she wants to be so you're like i'm gonna lead her by example by yeah, being a strong ass woman and showing her how it's done right exactly and like her her other moms she's not like all glammed up all the time she's like more dude bro-y than i am you know <laughs> and always has been and she that's that identity she's just like yeah i'm a dude bro i'm a construction worker tile setter oh, nice That's her mom and then me i'm like i'm a performer i'm a model i do my makeup i'm frilly yes <laughs> oh my goodness so she gets like 
to see all types of different ways that women can be mm-hmm. sides of life. So yeah, I'm not really ever worried about like how I'm going to teach her how to be a woman, you know, just like mm-hmm. being. There's no way. There's right? no one way. And I'm still learning myself how to be a woman. So like how yeah. we're God, congratulations. Welcome to womanhood. (laughs) Wow. You know, and something I love to talk about is, you know, the, the kind of spiritual aspects of the divine masculine and feminine energies and, and how we can find them both in ourselves. Like for me, just coming out, it was interesting how all of a sudden I didn't have to be a girly girl anymore. It was like, all of a sudden I had this freedom and I try to tell people, you don't have to be queer or gay to like give yourself the freedom to explore your your masculine and feminine energies and the way that you want to share yourself. But it is interesting how it's like you, you give yourself that freedom and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, this is so fun. We get to, we get to blend all of it. We get to do all of it. And so we don't even need to teach your little one how to be a woman because... We get to embody all of it at once. And that's what I feel like the queer community is like, we're creating that for the world right now. And I just feel really excited about that. Yeah, I do too. Like my roommate, for example, he's like a chef. Like he is very feminine, very masculine and very straight. Like, but he paints his toenails and he's like very straight. All of the things that like a housewife would do and his partner works like crazy shifts as like a C work every day and he's like at home cleaning and doing the dishes and shit and it's like general in our house that don't exist like <laughs> yes oh my gosh that's and that's what I love about you know feel sounds like you have a, a beautiful little queer household that maybe isn't even intentionally queer and and that's what I love is that I saw this TikTok this morning that was viral that didn't seem that crazy to me but it was like in queer relationships, there's no role for the man and the woman, and they just split what they actually want to do. Right. And right. the guys are watching this girl say this, like, oh, wow. And I'm just like, okay, so I think we should all get there someday where we're all just, like, doing what we're best at and finding yeah. that, that flow of the masculine and, and feminine energies to, to feel more whole. Uh, sounds like you right. have a beautiful household. I'm out there like mowing the lawn and like a mini skirt and shit. And my everybody like out the window and he's like, I'm just so used to seeing you like out there and like short shorts mowing the lawn or like out there in a dress. Yes. Whatever the fuck. Like, I love it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Living in Utah, I feel like we gotta give him hell that way, you know? So thank you for doing that. Um, yeah, and I wanted to ask you more about like you know, I I mean, I, I feel, what's the word I want to use? Growing up here in Salt Lake City, I wasn't LDS and I always knew that I was gay. And so I, like the level of like outsiderness and isolation that I felt was so painful. And, and obviously I've had to find ways to empower myself and love living here and own who I am and, and overcome that. And I'm, I guess I'm, I'm, I want to know how you do that. You chose to move here. Yeah, well, not, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I chose to move, but 
yeah, like my parents split up when I lived in Vegas and my mom moved here back because she's from here. My dad stayed okay. in Vegas, going to a performing arts school in Vegas. So I was like, well, I'm going to stay here in Vegas and finish my performing arts school. And then I finished there and Vegas was just like a terrible place. There's nothing but terrible happening there. Like, <laughs> fun, fun. like you don't go to the strip all the time. You're not like chilling in casinos. Just like... <laughs> Senior year old or whatever like there's just nothing to do so I was like an amateur skateboarder I had sponsors and stuff like that so that kind of kept me there and then when I graduated I was like all right I'm out of here I'm going to live with mom in Utah <laughs> so then I came and moved up here and yeah I don't know I've always been like a really isolated person like if I wasn't playing music with somebody or skateboarding then those were my friends and we were like very particular to what we were doing and since I've came out like I don't know. People are always like, you're so courageous, like walking around like you are or whatever. And I'm just like, I don't see where the courage is at, you know, like I just am <laughs> and I just try to be and whatever. And like, I, I go out glammed up every day. I go out in dresses every day. Like it's, it's just my new normal. And I don't know. It's always strange when people are like, you're so brave. And I'm like, I'm just at the fucking store. Like I'm buying bananas. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is brave about that and then I like about it and I'm like I mean yeah I guess like it is freedom is frightening you know yeah. it's terrifying but it's not like I try not to focus on that mm-hmm. so I try to focus on just being happy and I get like the weird looks from people all the time and it's it's nothing yeah. <laughs> so, oh my just- god I love you so much <laughs> and I think about um there's this amazing show if anyone wants to watch it it's called i think it's called party animals and it's about like the first four women in this in the senate or the congress i need to remember all these details were lesbians and they talk about how you get to be out there representing like you get to be out there representing the whole community and so you looking as beautiful as you are being as kind as you are being so unbothered by anyone who's staring at you. Like, you're such a gift to the world. (laughs) You really are. And I just appreciate you so much because, um, you know, if you can go out there and feel free, then then why the fuck can't I, you know? And and I just, I guess, so what what do you... um, Part of me is like, maybe you just are this way. You're like, that's just who I am. But what do you do that makes you feel empowered? Like, is it putting on your face, wearing a cute dress, or is it more like playing your music? Is it something inside of you? Like, what is it that keeps you feeling so empowered every day? Because it's just something I admire in you so much. Just like overcoming, you know? I don't don't know. Like, I just, like, I, I am just this way, but I love going to like, because I play in this band called the Backyard Revival and we like, it's white folk sisset like music, like, and we show up to places and they're like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and I'm like, just like, I have a instrument, boldly, queer, like very, very queer. And we show up to like these country clubs or whatever, or somebody's fucking wedding. And I'm just like, hi, I'm here doing normal ass shit and you're going to love it. And then they do. And then after that, like people that would never talk to a trans person come and talk to me or like, my like my roommate's a private chef and he like does dinners in like these billion dollar houses these like huge fancy ass houses and I'm his 
I'm his waitress every time he does something and I show up looking like this in a dress and like, like more businessy, you know, like, but I'm not going to not do my makeup, you know, like, <laughs> so I show up like that. I mean, like be able to sit down and talk with somebody that normally would walk the other way or would normally look at me weird in the grocery store and like push their children away, you know, or like those kinds of things. And like one of these times with chef, like, he let these people know like, yeah, Zaza, she does music. And like, they always communicate over the phone. So they're like, when I show up, they hired me to play music. They're expecting like you to show up or something like that, you know, like up and they're like, well, she, she's playing music. <laughs> and they're like, and chef's like, yeah. So I sit down, I start playing guitar. And then I start singing with my very low gravelly Tracy Chapman voice or whatever, you know? <laughs> yes they vibe with it and they're like they cheer me on they sit there and talk with me and we have great conversations and then you never know like that person might go talk to one of their friends like hey I met this trans woman like you should do that sometime like you should meet a trans woman and talk to them and like understand that they're cool ass people too like they're not fucking crazy they're not fucking scary they're not these villains that tv has put us on to be for mm. ever you know yeah. like that's what empowers me to like change hearts and minds through just being like mm. yeah like we're the example so, are my activism is just being you know <laughs> like yeah. just go being and that, oh. you're <laughs> like i exist i exist yeah. like i i exist that empowers I'm, me days that that i require that i think I, you know other i'm at the grocery store and addressing my makeup with my daughter like yeah hell yeah we're doing yeah. the thing daughter mm -hmm. helped me morning like rep oh. we're doing it <laughs> yeah we're, we're taking up space we're being seen we're you're you're showing yourself who you are and you know it's it's interesting because when i met you i i had you seemed just so comfortable with who you were and that's what attracted me to you so much is that like it's like, I want more of that. And so it's it's always interesting to hear that there's so much more going on and that there's so much more of a journey to be had. And I think what you, <laughs> go meet a trans woman. I just love, like, that just really stood out. That's going to be, like, the name of this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. They're not villains. They're not scary. They're the greatest, most incredible people. I, I, actually, you know what? I have all these stickers. My cousin made these stickers. Uh, black trans lives matter I, because I really think that I come from a social justice background. I got my degree in environmental studies, and so we really talk about like the the people who can represent everything that the community has gone through is is the black trans woman. And so here I am saying they don't need protection, but my cousin made all these stickers. <laughs> well, like. Pride itself, shout out, wouldn't have without a black trans woman, you know? Like, yeah, she was brick, she was the loudest, and it wasn't for trans women or black trans women, it was for oppressed queer people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, yeah, so mm, we, just... we, we've been here, <laughs> yeah, you here, you've been here for a while. Oh my god, I'm just, I. I just okay. I'm like, there's so many more things that I wanna that I wanna ask you about. But 
Okay. Yeah. This is the other thing I want to ask you about. You have pretty much built your career on being a creative, being a musician, being a performer, like your whole livelihood is your creativity. And I just am all about that. I, I, I am hoping that with this great resignation, we're creating a new paradigm where that's like the new economy. I know that's a crazy idea, but I was wondering if you could just share with my audience because I love to talk about, I love to talk to creators who have created <laughs> their own livelihood and how they did it. And you know, if you just want to share with us anything that's present. In the present, like just yesterday, like, am I a successful artist? Like, am I doing this? Like, like my only form of income is creation. Like it's like art. That's all like, the, so I'm like, does that make me a I'm alive. My daughter has food. <laughs> like, does that make me a successful artist? It's still like weird to me, you know, like I'm doing it. Like I'm the, my only jobs are art and glass blowing and music. And it's rough sometimes like I work a lot to like not be well off you know but like I I, I have a place to stay I have a, a new car like my daughter's alive and happy she likes coming over to mama Zaza's house like so I'm, I'm doing it do, do musicians need to be paid more hell yeah <laughs> do, like does art need to be more paid for hell yeah like I do think that we're on our way to that but I don't know it's it's still kind of wild to me personally <laughs> like i haven't had a job in like five years it's it's wild like i'm just doing it <laughs> i i love that i celebrate that i celebrate you you know because i just i envision a future where we're i just i i feel so lucky that i wake up and i just create every day and i do what i want to do and i i feel very well taken care of i did leave the world of professional music to do what I'm doing now because it was who I have so much respect for career musicians. I just have to say that like, because I couldn't do it because I was like, I did it for so long. I grinded so hard and I just, I was done. And I, my, my vision is that this generation that we're in right now, that's growing, that's getting wealthier values the artists way 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 more when the artist says you want me to come play an hour of songs for you this is my rate and we're gonna go yes ma'am whatever you say you know more and more now like i had a conversation with my roommate and he was like zaza you need to be charging more for your for your shit and i was like well what if people don't hire me and then he's like well somebody will and i was like all right so I tried it and then like just for this like Juneteenth festival, they're like, hey Zaza, what's your rate for like 15 minute set? And I was like, 250 bucks. And they're like, all right, all right, what about 300? All right, <laughs> and like, they'll pay for it. And like with my glass art, I'm like, that's dollars. And they're like, really? That's that's an expensive pipe. And I'm like, yeah, you wanna see how I made it? And there's just this giant hair. And I'm like, yeah, it's fucking a hundred dollars. <laughs> my skin is forever in that pipe because I burned the shit out of myself. It's a hundred dollars <laughs> and people buy it. And I'm so thankful for all my customers, all my fans that are mm. so damn thing. Cause I don't want to, I can't work for anybody else. Like I'm not going to not show up in my makeup at some professional jobs. Like, so I like, I don't have yeah. an option. I'm not going to suppress myself. So I'm going to keep 
grinding to make money doing what I am. <laughs> yeah, sweetheart. That will never, and that's the thing is that I think for so many of us, it's like that will never be an option for you because your soul's creativity is what's meant to be shared and the community will continue to support you. And I love your roommate for being like, raise your rates because that, you know, if you're like, oh, I'm giving, I'm giving, I'm creating, and I and I need I need to feel more su supported. I need to feel more secure. Trust me, there are people in this town that'll like you more because you said you're five hundred dollars for fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to be the case. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I just freaking adore you. I just need you to know how grateful I am that you decided to be who you are and be brave. And I have this. I have a lot of theories and philosophies about what I call queer spirituality. And it's this idea that queer liberation is really just human liberation. And that our community, we just get to practice authenticity and freedom in basically every aspect of it. It seems like we're finding every new way to practice it in any way we can. And then of course, we're inviting the world into that. We're not gatekeeping freedom here. And that to me is queer spirituality, it's its human liberation. And I was wondering if you wanted to just share with us anything about like your own spirituality and if, if you would consider yourself to be on a spiritual path with your journey of, of even just having Ivy and having this transition and, and being a creator. Um, I'm not sure really how to answer that, but yeah. I'm like just mostly focused on being a mother and how to be a, being the best mother I can be. And like everything I do now in life is that, like that is my spirituality is being a mother, you know, <laughs> like being a mother and still sustaining my lifestyle that I love to live, like playing music and being free, you know, and like yeah. human liberation. Like I am a humanitarian on a wide scale, like, I'm a feminist and if you say you're a feminist and it doesn't include trans women then you're not a feminist because that's not what feminism is so like yeah queer liberation women's liberation human liberation <laughs> that's yes. my oh, i love it yeah and and that's the thing is that i'm you know so many people want to compartmentalize spirituality into this one little thing and my my whole spirituality is just about human liberation and so it's like it intersects into everything that we do all of it and so that's a big part of this show is is kind of intersecting the queer lifestyle with the spirituality and seeing that it really encompasses our whole lives and that was that was such a beautiful answer i'm so obsessed with you but i you already know this <laughs> oh thank you you're so welcome. Um, and I, I will, okay, this is my last question. If there's somebody listening who just resonates with everything you've said and maybe feels like they're a, a little young Zaza somewhere listening, what would you want to say to them to just keep them moving forward? Um, one of my song lyrics, it's be set free. It's love that we need. And it's about loving yourself for who you are and not for who anybody else wants you to be. And just get yourself free and be. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. 
And so if we want to find your music, where should we look? Um, I'm actually releasing um, some new songs on Spotify. It's the Butterflies Acoustic EP, and it's just two new songs. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, anywhere you can listen to music. Just Zaza Historia Van Dyke. And yeah. When is it releasing? July 4th. Ooh, okay, beautiful. <laughs> and then if we want to buy your glass, how do we find it? Is it locals only? Can people outside of Utah get it shipped? I can buy my cool. glass. And um, yeah, you can just find me on social media, on Zaza Historia Van Dyke on Facebook, Zaza Van Dyke on Instagram, or Sassy Ass Glass on Instagram. Is All right, okay. I'm like, I feel like I follow Sassy Ass Glass. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'll call out all, sorry, what was that? I didn't hear you. For commission orders or whatever you want. Beautiful. Yeah. I'm going to just go ahead and call out all my stoners who are listening because I know I have them. I know I have them listening. And you need a fresh piece of glass, honey. You've been smoking out of that thing too long. And you <laughs> need something that is handmade by a beautiful trans woman supporting her. So I'm just like, everyone, just go buy yourself something new. You need it for the summer. And um, go listen to her music and go check out her plant hoeing on the weekends on her Instagram. Are you playing any shows that any of us could come see anytime soon? Well, when is this coming out? Today? On Sunday. Sunday? Okay. Well, I have three shows coming up this weekend and then going forward i have stuff on july 16th for the ogden farmers market i'll be playing on the main stage there and then that same weekend i'm doing the biofrequency festival out Ooh. in the i'll be playing there on july 15th and 16th and yeah just follow me on social media and i will keep you updated on all the shows <laughs> dope yes everyone go follow zaza you will not regret it you will very much enjoy it Thank you so much for giving us some of your precious, gorgeous time today. I appreciate you so much. I'm so glad we got to connect. And um, yeah, everyone, I hope you enjoyed this precious gift from the universe. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>welcome to the other side. Wasn't that so much fun? Oh my god, I feel like I could have asked her so many more questions. I feel like we just skimmed the surface, you know, but um, anyways, I hope you enjoyed it. I want to direct you to go and follow Zaza on Spotify because she's going to be releasing some new music soon. I also want to urge you to go buy yourself a new piece of glass. Like, why not? What a great idea. What a great person to support. And to buy some handmade, homemade, loved-on glass. I also put uh, the link to her glass shop in the bio. And then, of course, the link to her Instagram. Because the aesthetic, you guys. Oh, and I put this video on YouTube. Which, my YouTube page is like a very random place. <laughs> but I did put the video on YouTube. I'll link that as well in case you want to watch the show. And if you like watching the show, let me know. Maybe I'll do it more often. And if you want to sign up for the Summer Sunrise July Yoga Challenge, I'll put the link also here. It's $122 for 30 days 
of yoga with me. So Monday through Friday, we'll meet at Zoom on eight, at 8 a.m. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, it's going to be a 45-minute asana practice. So you'll be done by 8.45. And then Tuesdays and Thursdays, it's going to be a 30-minute pranayama and breath work. So you'll be done by 8.30. And I'll also leave you like a little journaling prompt on those days if you want to stick around and stay in your practice and, and do some journaling. And that's obviously all Mountain Standard Time. Now, if you can't make the live classes totally fine. You can still be in the challenge because as soon as the class is done, it will automatically upload and be emailed to you in your inbox. And it will also all be stored on my website where you'll be able to find it. And so that you can either come home to a new class every day or wake up to a new class every day, whatever time zone you're in, and you can still enter the challenge. So to enter the challenge, you have to post a part of your practice to your Instagram every day. And whoever does it the most consistently throughout the whole challenge, throughout the 30 days, will win. That winner will get a free year of sunrise with me. And I'm also going to send you my favorite Guru Cork yoga mat and matching blocks. And then I'm going to have two second place prizes. I just haven't quite decided what those are yet. Um, and then if you're a Sunrise member, you already know that this is totally free for you. So you don't need to worry about signing up or anything. Um... But just stay tuned. Sign up using the link below. There's not much going on with that link besides just a place to put your credit card in if you already know you're there. And then my assistant will set up all of the really fun stuff for you so that this week you can learn more about it. You can ask me questions. And I'm just excited to welcome you guys all back into a little bit stronger of a discipline, a daily practice, a daily coming together, especially now that this summer is turning into just so much so much that we weren't expecting it's really important for us to prioritize these moments of self-care of waking up not looking at our phones getting on our mats tuning inward breathing moving our bodies clearing our minds so that we can actually be of benefit to this planet there are a lot of people out there that are not benefiting this planet and you know that we all know it and so what are you doing every day to open your heart and align yourself so that you can know with like such confidence and integrity that you are a force of good on this planet. Because even me, you guys, like I got these guys DMing me that like don't like <laughs> the man-hating lesbian that I am turning into. And I'm like, oh, wow, Jane, like you got to make sure you're keeping your heart open and also that you're keeping your boundaries and that you're not letting anyone disrespect you. So, you know, we want to find that balance during this time. And I like to think I showcase that very well. Yes, I am love and light, baby, but I am spicy and you will not fuck with me. Okay? <laughs> Some of the greatest spiritual masters that I have met in my time could kill you in a few seconds. Because boundaries are important. And being able to protect others who can't protect themselves is even more important.